we have a goal and we start taking actions that make us feel bad in search of that goal, because we think the goal is what's going to make us feel good again, that to me is like a big red flag. Like, don't do that. Because again, you're, you're creating energy, you're building this machine, blah, 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 like everything I just said, that ultimately is going to make your life a lot harder to stop the momentum of that machine to get yourself back into a balanced state. Welcome to the Personal Development Without the Fluff podcast brought to you by Satori Prime. Look, if you believe that there's got to be more to life or you find yourself zagging when others are zigging, this podcast is most likely for you. We're not here to fix you because in our opinion, you're already perfect. We are here to help you remember who you truly are. That light inside of you that you thought you lost forever. I think you know the one I'm talking about, right? that one. We're brash and blunt and give it to you straight. You'll most likely love us and hate us at the same time. And for us, that's perfect. Because what we are here to do is open your heart and expand your mind so you can live your ultimate life. And if you're wanting more support at any time or just want to interact with Guy and I, find our personal development without the fluff group on Facebook and come hang out with us and other like-minded, amazing human beings. So if you're done with fantasizing about your life and you're ready to go start living it, welcome to our show. Now let's get started. All right, today's review comes from Baby Mess 2018. Headline, had some doubts. Thought it would be your typical motivational podcast. Satori Prime has been truly transformative for both my husband and I. Our marriage, business, and mindsets are now on this amazing journey of enlightenment. So thankful for these guys. So thank you, thank you, thank you, baby mess. I'm not going to say the name, but you know that I love you, and thank you for this review. Uh, For anybody else who gets value from these podcasts, whether you feel called to leave us a review as well or even share this with your friends and family, please do. Every single person that hears this message obviously uh, makes a huge difference. So. Thank you so much and baby mess. Talk to you soon. All right. So um, we wanted to just have a conversation today. Guy and I were just chatting about life, business, where we're going, where we've been, all that kind of stuff. Uh, And a few interesting concepts came up. So we're going to attempt to wrap this up in in a conversation around how we and our clients have been creating amazing results in their life by taking way, way less action. So one of the things that we've seen happen time and time again, we're guilty as charged in, in this respect, is um, you run around trying to do this achievement result-based thing. And it's always like, I need to achieve more. I need to do more. I actually interviewed a guy earlier today uh, about learning like speed reading and memory and things like that. And one of the kind of existential questions I threw out there was like, you know, isn't it funny that we try to create ourselves into these like superhumans so we can learn more and do more so that we can achieve more. And I was like, what if there was no thing to achieve? So um, it kind of took us down this road. But in any event, if you're someone out there right now, that's that you find yourself really like what people will call like hustling and grinding and all of these things. I think we're just going to hear here to illuminate 
a few things for you, uh, have you check in and start asking some questions, share some personal, personal experiences, personal, personal, personal experiences that we've had. And one of the, the funny things that I'll just start by, by saying this, um, guy and I were talking about, you know, partying, and drinking, doing extracurricular activities, things like that. And, um, you know, like we, we grew up, uh, we'd been partying for a long time. I mean, guy longer than most because he had a crazy older brother that just dragged me. <laughs> um, bad, 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 bad. <laughs> they were all wonderful experiences. Uh, sure. Most of them, 99%. Um, in any event, you know, we're, we're like, we've been doing more and more of this work that allows us just to tap in to more and more subtle parts of our system. And in doing so, it kind of creates this incredible relationship. And we're going to talk a lot about this today. Incredible relationship. To me, it almost feels like a connection to your higher self that's constantly communing through you and offering you like, hey, this, not that, please not that. And then Guy and I, you know, we've been kind of like playing it, but because I think we're so rebellious, it's like, we'll hear it. And we're like, yeah, no, I'm going to do that anyway. And then it just blows up in our face really hard. And, and as it's been happening more and more and more, you know, we're starting to realize more and more that um, this is really, you know, guidance coming through and, and we get to listen. So uh, we were just talking about how Halloween has been historically my favorite, like literally my favorite holiday. I look forward to it every single year. Uh, I love finding costumes. I love going out in New York City. It's actually like the best time to go out in New York City because it's the one of, if not the only time that New York City people are like friendly and open and everyone's like so true. engaged and happy. It's like, oh, give me this fake mask and I can be this nice person. I'm like, why can't you be that all the time? <laughs> uh, but in any event, um, I was saying to Guy that this year, uh, a bunch of my friends are going to this uh, big party this Friday and every time for months, like this is, I knew about this party for the last like two plus months. And every time I've asked, I'm like, do you want to go? My body's not just like a, uh, it's like, no. And I'm like, come on, it's Halloween. And it's like, no. I'm like, okay, I'll ask you tomorrow again. And I've been doing this now for like a month <laughs> and a half. And every time it's a no. So I was just not like, helping. You know I'm not going to go. I have no interest in going. Bro, why don't you just share a little bit about what's been opening up for you in this world? And then we can kind of see which way that we want to take this. I think for me, uh, something I started doing really recently is realizing that the things that I've, I've wanted the most in my life, right? It's like the more you want it, uh, almost like the less you have it. So anybody who's ever been um, like looking for the one or trying to find a partner, it's like, you know, when, when you're in the search, when you're really looking for it is when it's like you're making the least headway. And then you finally get to this place. You're like, I'm good. I don't need anybody. And of course, within like 15 seconds, the person shows up and Right when you're like, okay, do I want to get in a relationship now? Right, but they're they're wonderful. So you end up doing it, and so it's just kind of like this pattern of whatever it is that you want is avoiding you, and whatever it is that you're trying to avoid is trying to find you. Uh, say, over say and over again. one more time because that's a little paradoxical. Well, so whatever it's like you're trying to create is like elusive. It's like hard to hard to get it right. And then there are things you don't like. Maybe it's a person or a circumstance or a certain type of characteristics in people. And what happens? Those things inevitably find you. So there's this like, um, this like law that's not talked about very often. Everyone talks about manifestation, uh, but nobody talks about neutrality. 
where it's like the universe is kind of created around neutrality, right? So for instance, like uh, whether you believe in global warming or not, I don't care, but right now, I mean, I do care, but I don't care for the sake of this conversation. Um, <clears throat> you know, like we keep polluting the planet and there seems to be this reaction from our planet, right? This like neutralizing thing. Well, it's like, if you guys are going to mess me up, I'm, I'm going to start throwing some pretty nasty things your way. So everywhere we kind of look in the universe, what we find is that it's, it's attempting to, and there's this energy, this law uh, of balance. So oftentimes when we're trying to create results, right, what do we really have? Well, we have uh, attachment. We have uh, a bunch of stories about what it's going to look like. And then we have like all the stuff that comes up in our system. And what it, this all creates is like this uh, um, like feeling of importance. Like it, it's really important to get this thing, right? So money is a really big trigger for a lot of people, but very important thing to get because it's so tied to survival these days. Um, and, it, and it's hard. So like something I've been working on is I, I ask myself on a scale of one to 10, uh, how important is this to me? Whether it's to avoid something or whether it's to try to get something. And if it's at a high level, of importance, then just kind of like what I said right now, depending on whether you're trying to attain that thing or whether you're trying to avoid that thing and it's important to you, just notice how that circumstance keeps arising, right? Like there's this pattern that you keep seeing around that. So something that there is to play with uh, that I've been playing with is when I meditate is I lower the level of importance. I start decreasing it. I'm sure at some point during these podcasts or if you listen to our meditations or even through meditations with us, then a really simple thing is you know, while you're breathing in a meditation, while you're focusing in more on the system is asking yourself, can you relax 5% more? Can you relax 10% more? Right. Again, it's like, cause the more you relax the system, the more access you get to it. Otherwise it's all very heady. And, and so with importance, I've kind of started doing the same thing, which is like, can I make it just, if it's a seven, can I make it a six important? If it's a six, can I make it five until the can, point can where you, I can you say more about that? Cause that's really good. But can you like, say like when you, when you do that in actuality, what's you know, I, cause I can say like, oh, it's less important to me, but that doesn't really change anything. So what's your process to actually lower sure. that? Well, for example, so if uh, I start having a conversation with myself or a client or anything, and I start thinking about something that's stressful and to a degree, I actually have a response like this in my body right now um, around like finances and stuff. So it's like, I start thinking about it and there starts to be like the anxiety that builds in the chest, right? Or maybe like heaviness or it becomes more difficult to breathe. Sure whatever it is that I'm kind of tuning into, thinking about investing my energy into, the body's automatically responding, right? So when we like sit down to meditate, why do people struggle so much with meditation? It's because they're in the middle of the day, there's all this stuff going on, their body's responding to a million different things, their relationships, their finances, their health, like everything's kind of in the swirl. And the body's in its responsive state. So when you sit down to like meditate and relax, what you're faced with immediately is all the, you know, anxiety and uh, overwhelm that's in the system that we normally don't pay attention to because we're just kind of like going about our business or like grabbing some food or drink or whatever to try to pacify it. So for me, it's like the same thing when you, when you, when I tune into how, how something is important, what I'm tuning into is like energetically, like what am I leaning into? What is my, what is my energy attached to around this thing? And Elon started this whole conversation with achievement. Now we've made achievement really, really important. And, and I imagine when most of us hear achievement, we think success and we think yep. success, we think money or we think, you know, relationships or building something or it, it's like money is always at the top of that list of like, what does it mean to achieve? Right. But I could tell you that I met plenty 
of very wealthy people who outside of their business have achieved very, very little. And that to me is not really achievement. So there's not a lot of alignment with that. So for me, again, when, when I'm asking myself this question, what I'm tuning into is like, how is my body responding right now as I ask myself this question internally? And if I'm lowering the importance, am I noticing that my body's relaxing? Do I suddenly feel like, oh, that's not really that important to me? I can kind of let that go, settle down more into my system, feel more relaxed. And it just, it, it, it feels like stress is melting away. You know, if I was going to say it um, logistically like that. So for me, that's just been a, a, an important practice over the last few weeks is starting to detach from what I thought is important. Because again, my, my humble experience with this, and I imagine most of you probably have something along the way with this as well, is that the, le- the less attached I am, the more likely things are to happen to me in that realm. And I don't really have to invest a lot of my time or energy. So if I can feel like I'm not investing harder work, I'm not putting a level of importance on it and stressing myself out. And when I'm not doing it, I'm still thinking about it, but I can just kind of get myself more to this neutral place. I have found the experience of life overall more enjoyable. I have found more possibility in my life, more synchronicity, ease in my relationships, better health overall, better sleep um, in every way, shape and form. So for me, it's like, it does take some courage to release importance because so much of what you think is important in your life was given to you by society or your parents or something else. And if you can relinquish yourself of that and even day by day, just do like incremental little shifts in the system where the system is letting go, because you're not going to take money and go from, it's the most important thing to me in the world to overnight. It's not important to me at all. However, if you expend a little bit of your energy every single day on shifting the focus of your system to something else, right? Or to becoming more neutral or to just allowing for this energy to work through you, I think you're going to find a lot more ease and a lot more stuff happening in your life anyway. Yeah. So um, I think for both of us, obviously we've been doing this work for a few years now. Um, At first, and this is a question that we get asked a lot, um, is how do you know that you're listening to the right part of you? Right. Cause like people will say like, how do I know that this is, I'm just going to call it like my higher self talking to me or just my mind who's scared or worried or blah, 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 trying to convince me of something. Um, and I think what we have found is at the beginning, you don't quite know because what happens is you're bringing this new, this new system online, if you will, like the mind for most human beings has been the program that has been driving your life in every area. So in your relationships in your health and your finances, everything has been driven by the programs. And then the mind and the, you know, what people call the monkey mind just jumps in and says, you know, do this, don't do this, et cetera, et cetera. When we start doing, so hopefully you guys have done our meditations at this point, if you haven't, and and you want to start tapping into that, it's super powerful. Like the the results that people have been produced are incredible. Um, It's very different than most meditations that you've done. So if you meditate already, you'll love it. If you don't meditate, it's super, super easy to follow. Uh, You can go grab it at satoriprime.com forward slash meditate. Again, satoriprime.com forward slash meditate. And you can download it directly to your device, computer, et cetera, and do it whatever you want. But as we've done a lot more of this work, um, you basically are reawakening this thing that we all are born with. You know, I watch my 
six-year-old and eight-year-old kids, like they just live in that space. They don't need a meditation practice to remind them of who, that's just how they operate, right? Yeah. Like they don't have logic mind that comes in. They're very emotional beings. The system that's online for them is only that right now. The logic stuff comes a lot later. Um, and I think when you first start, it is a little muddled, right? Like your experience was, it's, it's, it's unclear. And I think both of us tested it a lot. And we were like, yeah, I don't know. And then we would just go do that thing that we wanted to do anyway. Um, and it would just backfire. And after doing it time and time and time again, and like testing and listening and feeling and all that stuff, I think we've just gotten a lot more clear on what, at the very basic level, what the body or system is pulling you towards as a fuck yes, let's go do this thing versus uh, no, let's not go do this thing. Um, I, I also, and, and, can, I, can I just jump in here real quick? Because a lot of people ask, it's okay, I'm going to ask my system. I, I don't really know. I haven't really gotten accustomed to this yes or no in my system. Because again, it's like if you haven't spent a lot of time in here, there's something not well-defined yet about your system. Like you're kind of in this indecisive, indecisive state. So to me, it's like, okay, cool. Even if that's the case, you ask now, you're not really clear. What's the feedback after the experience is over? Okay. Like what's exactly. the feedback? Um, does it take you a long time to recover? You know, so if you're drinking regularly on the weekends, for instance, and you drink, it might take you two, three days before you feel fully rested and kind of like back to yourself, quote unquote. If you're taking substances, if you're um, indulging in, in really anything, too much of anything, like how long does it take? So for me, like Elon said, you know, historically, I've done a lot of um, plant medicine ceremonies and stuff like this. And to be honest, like the last two, three years, most of the feedback has been not that positive for me. And not to say that the experiences have been positive, like I've gotten a lot from them. But when I look at how did I go into the ceremony? Oh, I was really energized, super well balanced. Um, life was really flowy. My relationships are good. Like all the things, right? When you put down the list of like, here's what things that I want, like I'm ticking along. Maybe I have an amazing experience while doing medicine work. However, over the next few months after medicine work, I find that I'm struggling in my relationships. I'm not motivated to go to health. Things in my business aren't flowing. You know, like in general, maybe uh, I'm getting more agitated at things. The feedback is <laughs> like that didn't work well, right? Exactly. Like I, I, I didn't put myself into balance. I created some kind of energy that became important because a lot of times you do plant medicine work, you have giant insights or you see certain parts of your aspects of yourself or even gifts, so maybe now it's important you saw this aspect and you're like, oh, I get to put that away. That becomes important. Or you see a gift and you're like, oh, I get to, I get to claim that. And that can become important too. So it's like as you're claiming that, what are you doing? You're creating this energy and then there's these other you know, neutralizing energies in the universe that come to kind of offset that. And then you find yourself out of balance. So for me today, like that's really the thing. Like I ask myself now, not do I want to do that experience, which has kind of historically been how I've operated. And it's not that I don't know, because sometimes like I do know, I'm like, I really do want to do that experience. And then it's like, but you know what's going to happen next, you know, and da, da, da. I kind of position myself now. This is what's shifted for me and it's making it easier. I kind of put myself in the timeline after it's over. I'm like, how do I feel when it's over? And if how I feel is like I'm in a state of recovery, it's like, then why, why am I doing that experience in the first place? Is it is it important to get that short-term pop, pleasure, whatever it is, 
if you know I'm losing quote unquote presence in my life for the next few days, weeks, months. And if life is precious to you, like most of us say that it is, whether it feels like it's going by fast or whether you're not present enough, to me today, it's like the time that I'm present is the most precious thing in the world to me. If I'm present yeah. with my wife, if I'm present with my son, if I'm taking care of my body, if I'm um, recovering well and all these different things. And every time I get feedback that's not that, I'm like, it becomes less and less a choice that I want to make. And it actually makes it easier to not do those things because I don't like that, that like waste of time. I don't enjoy it. Yeah. I, I would say that also for me, it's, it's been the same thing. It's like we go and experience something and then afterwards we'll say, okay. And, and usually it's like the, the, the reaction is really obvious, right? Like we'll go, we won't listen. I know you shared a story about, you know, you went and did like a, an experience with some friends and you had messages like, don't go. And, you just paid for it for days. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll, I'll have the same thing where like, it'll say like, you know, don't go here. And then you just find that like on that road to doing that thing, whether it's getting there is a pain in the ass. Uh, all these obstacles get thrown in your way. Like it, it just becomes a lot of efforting and, and moving shit around to make that thing happen. And then the aftermath is also the aftermath. Like maybe something happens at the event that, really triggers you or makes you super upset or disrupts you in some sort of way. Um, and that's the stuff that we've really started to like tune into more and more and more. Now here's the benefit of all of this work, right? If you were to look at the action steps that you're taking, whether, you know, like the area of life right now is say relationships, right? It's like you, there's action steps that you're taking inside of whether it's trying to find someone or trying to kind of rebuild connection with the person that you're with if you look at the action steps that you're taking, are those action steps actually creating the results that you're wanting? If you're trying to build a business, like, are you, does it feel like you're taking a lot of action steps and the, the, the machine, the business, the whatever, isn't really moving forward with the velocity, right? And then do you ever notice that like every once in a while you'll take one action and that action feels like it like opens floodgates, like, you go to this party and all of a sudden like you haven't met someone and you met three someones. You, you go to this networking event and all of a sudden it's like that piece that you've been waiting for shows up or you open your computer at this coffee shop and this like perfect video book training, whatever comes your way. Um, to me, that's kind of the, the, the following that in tune action that's more guidance than just showing up and doing something. So for us, it's always like, what's the one action that you can take that's going to create results of 10 of the actions that you're taking right now. So for Ghana, I'll just give you, give you an example right now. There's a course that we've been waiting to do for two years. And even when guy had heard about it like two years ago, I really wasn't in the loop. I was like, you know, I kind of want to go do this thing. He didn't know much about it. I knew nothing about it. And I was like, this sounds like odd and weird and stupid. Like, well, we're never going to use this. I don't know what the point of this is, et cetera. <laughs> and um, he didn't do it. And then they only open registration for this course every two years. And now it's one of these things where it's like, look, it's a huge time commitment. It's, it's like an, an immense amount of work that, that we get to do. Both of us would need to travel 
uh, it's four, four times a year for two years. So it's like eight different modules with all this other stuff in between. So it's, it's a huge commitment. Uh, and then there's obviously the financial commitment side of it. So the travel, the expense of the course, the in-betweens and, you know, it's, it's a huge commitment. And I think for both of us, we're like looking at it, right? So the, here, here's kind of how we, we tell the difference between the systems. So when we purely tune in, we're looking at it irrelevant of any other factors. Okay. So we're not looking at the time. We're not looking at the money. We're not looking at any of that stuff. What we're trying to ascertain is, does this feel in my alignment to go and have this experience? Okay. And when both of us do this, not only is it a fuck yes, it's like, you have to be there type of situation where it's like both of us have gotten messages in different places. Like this is the next step in our progression of what we're building here at Satori Prime. Like it's that pivotal of a piece, right? So everything inside is yes. Like, like a hundred million percent. Yes. Then the mind is going to naturally come in and go, you're fucking crazy. Like this is this amount of time away from your kids. This is this amount of, uh, money. This is all this kind of stuff, right? And it's throwing at you every excuse in the book that it knows how to have you stay where you're at. And this is kind of how every big decision in your life has ever been made. You've never made any big decision, whether it's moving a country, buying a car, entering a relationship, exiting a relationship, starting a business, ending a business. None of that has ever happened with without the mind chiming in, right? Because the mind feels safe in where it's at. And the mind knows that where we're going, like for this kind of work, it's a, not a mind killer, but it's, it's, it, it, you know, lets you see all of these different aspects of yourself that the mind has kind of been really good at hiding from you. So now we kind of have these both, right? Like the dual thing. And we were just having this conversation right before, which like concerns around the time, the finances, all this kind of stuff. And I was like, look, I, I, and he said it right. He's like, I know how this stuff works. I'm not going to give my energy to that stuff because A, it doesn't solve anything. Like you worrying about time, you worrying about finances, you worrying about what's next has never, and check out for yourself, has never shown as a successful method to solving anything. Sure. In fact, like in our experience, like in life experience, as well as many, many of our clients, they will say that the best results have always come when they've let go. Concern, guilt, and worry wards off the very thing that you're concerned, worried, and guilt, feeling guilty about. Yeah, it, it actually gravitates it towards you, I would say. More, more concern and more worry and more guilt. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever it is that you're concerned and worried about, like it's actually moving, like relieving it is further away as you do that, so to speak. Yeah. And that's why it kind of always feels like the things that you're want, the things that you're most wanting are always kind of like at an arm's distance away where it's like the more you reach, they just kind of like keep creeping and inching farther along. So I think it's really, really important to, first of all, just check in because this, I think the stuff that we're talking about isn't revolutionarily new right? It's, it's evolutionary in the sense of like, it is part of you. You've done this before that we're not sharing something with you that you have no experience of. 
you can sit here and rattle off, you know, a handful of times where this has been your experiences, where things have just kind of flowed and been easy and you've been guided and you felt supported and loved. And inside of that, there was peace. And then obviously, like right afterwards, some freak out came and you're like, well, this can't last. Like, this is way too good to be true, blah, 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 blah. And you, you know, you did your self-sabotage thing. But what we're inviting you to play with more and more and more is to live in the world of does this feel in my alignment? Like, I can't tell you how many people have signed up for our masterclass, for example, or our one-on-one coaching ascension program or any of those things that they've flat out told me they're like, I'm registering and I'm scared out of my fucking mind. I'm like, great. If you weren't, that would be weird, right? Like it would be weird if, if you signed up for something that life altering and you weren't scared, like your mind wasn't going ape shit. What the fuck are you signing up for? Like yeah. you should, it should be that loud. And then they've kind of like gone through it because internally they knew like, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is what I'm, I know I'm supposed to go through. And instantly in that one shift of like saying yes to this, instead of saying yes to this, you've now put all this new energy in a brand new column in a brand new energy source. And when you follow this, here's what happens almost instantly every single time. It's like the universe has been waiting for you to snap out of your mind and tap in and go, oh, I get to do what feels good and in my alignment. I don't have to keep following this mind chatter all the time. And when you do that, the universe is like, thank God, Jill. Welcome back to life. Here you go. And it just like bestows upon you this beautiful rolled out red carpet with new finances and opportunities and things just start showing up and working out. I cannot tell you how many times we get these messages directly after, like before even people start the training and they're like, Oh my God, you won't believe what happened. And I'm like, tell me. And, and I will. So just <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think anytime you say yes to something in your life, that's going to reorganize the way things have been, there's going to be a natural tendency of fear, especially if it stretches you from things that you would, you've wanted to say yes to, but you haven't, right? Whether that's uh, getting engaged or married or saying yes to a big investment, like that's, that's just what happens. But when those things do end up reorganizing your life, you know, chances are it's, it's always for the better, or it's going to teach you something like life is really funny. It brings through the same type of energy over and over again. It's like, it keeps giving you the same test. It doesn't tell you when the test is coming. Right. And it basically is checking to see if you're going to pass this time based on what you learned from the last experience. So like, like the, the, the fear and the uneasiness that I'm experiencing right now around this thing, it was funny. We went through like almost the same exact thing about 12 months ago and I'm sitting here going, okay, I can feel how I can start diving into that worry and that fear and start building like all these stories around it and protecting myself from it. And I remember like doing that a bit more last year and I'm like, all I did was just prolong it. At the moment I, I accepted that that was what was happening. Um, and then rather than I think avoiding, it's more like an ignoring, like, okay, it's there, but I don't have to really create anything around it. Um, there's just a lot less momentum, just like when you're drinking or doing substances or anything like that, there's like less to recover from. You know, the more, the more of that concern, the more of that worry, the more you start sharing about it and creating things about it and start to protect yourself from it. It's like you're almost creating a, a, a machine 
mm. that is starting to move in a direction that ultimately you're like, oh, I just wish it would stop. But it's like you're the one adding momentum to it. Yeah. So it's like, you know, if you can keep checking in, it's like it doesn't mean you don't get to feel through what's in your body. If there's fear, there's fear. If there's stress, there's stress. Like you get to feel through those things, but you don't have to go for, for the rides that these things take you on and build entire mechanisms around them because it's uncomfortable to feel through them. It's uncomfortable to feel through them. That's the reality, right? Uh, so now it's like, cool, like that's showing up and I'm already like, all right, cool. Like I can actually feel how I can start playing with the energy in my body and like actually holding it versus trying to, you know, get rid of it or do something about it, which never really helps anyway. So it's, it's interesting that it's here. Um, looking forward to doing these exercises. Like Elon said, if you go through the, the meditation that we work on, I, I start pointing out a lot of things that you can do within your system to just get more present to help the energy actually metabolize through the system, which ultimately it, it frees you, you know, like whatever your circumstances are in life, regardless of how they're showing up, the real pain that most of us are dealing with is the uneasiness and discomfort that is within our body. Not, not what's happening outside of ourselves. There's plenty of people who could be very happy and proud and feel f- lots of achievement, whether they have money or not, or whether they're healthy or not. It's like, those experiences are available to each one of us where we really get challenged with is this is uncomfortable in my body and it's, exactly. and it's making me afraid. So it's like, if you can work, work with that energy, you're going to have freedom. You're going to create less importance around it. You're going to invest less of your energy into that worry, concern and guilt. And I think you're, you're going to find if you test that, that the thing that you're going after will probably arise in a very unexpected way. Not how yeah. you thought that it was going to show up. Uh, most likely more profound and, and the ease, you know, that you're going to see uh, that that's the evidence that I, I want for my clients. I want for myself. I, because this is once they start seeing that energy at work in their lives, you, you just want more of it. So today um, we kind of touch on it a little bit. It's like, if I find myself starting to effort and this just doesn't mean I don't work hard. I really want to like kind of create a different distinction here. It's like what Elon and I invest our energy into if it's in alignment with the goals that we want to create in our lives and it feels good, that's awesome. But if we have a goal and we start taking actions that make us feel bad in search of that goal, because we think the goal is what's going to make us feel good again, that to me is like a big red flag. Like, don't do that. Because again, you're, you're creating energy, you're building this machine, blah, 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 like everything I just said, that ultimately is going to make your life a lot harder to stop the momentum of that machine to get yourself back into a balanced state. Hello, my favorite listener. That's you. I wanted to share with you some of the amazing results and breakthroughs your fellow Satorians are experiencing as we speak from being in the collective with us. So if you haven't heard about the collective or what you're missing out, check this out. So Amanda writes, a couple of years ago, I was destitute, living back with my parents at 36. I'd lost my job, was overcome with chronic illness and a strong victim mindset. And I was totally stuck. Through the influence of your training, I'm enjoying a much more fulfilling life. I've moved back home, gotten a great job, taken control of my health, and even bought the car I've always wanted. I'm ready to go even further into my awakening and manifest the life I truly deserve. I couldn't be happier to be part of this tribe of amazing human beings. Robin said to us, thank you. Since March, I've started meditating every day. I've lost 27 pounds. I've resigned from a job that I hated but stuck with because of the money and have already received three new job offers and even taken one of them that is paying more and I'm much happier. Plus, my relationship with my husband is flourishing too. Thank you. And Paul writes, after talking to my daughter, I now know that I feel relieved and much lighter because of it. Thank you again for everything. 
You guys have changed my life. I feel like I've come farther in the last few weeks than I have in the last few years. I'm so grateful for your help and support. I love you guys. Look, I know this podcast adds tremendous value to your life. My suggestion is head to satoriprime.com forward slash collective right now and jump headfirst into the collective. After all, it's only a $9 a month investment and you'll get access to Guy and I in a whole new way. You'll learn some of the most cutting edge technology that we share with our best clients, but we can't really share here on the podcast. Imagine you and us interacting with each other live every two weeks for just $9. It's incredible, as you've seen before. So if you're wanting breakthrough results in your life quickly, head to satoriprime.com forward slash collective and begin to deepen your journey as a Satorian today. Almost exactly a year ago to the day, I uh, got introduced to something called yin yoga. And yin yoga, for those that don't know, I'm sure many of you know yoga, but yoga like vinyasa type yoga is uh, what most people will call like power yoga. So you're moving around, you sweat, you do all this kind of stuff. Yin yoga is like the exact opposite. So yin yoga is the art of no effort like effortlessness. And for my system, what I found like Guy and I are, are wired very similarly. So we're uh, high energy, high aggressive pattern, and we like effort and make shit happen. Like that, that's the modality that we go through when things uh, don't work our way. You know, I think from like growing up with a dad who was just like, he, he was an engineer and he always figured stuff out. So like that's, it's, it's an amazing skill we had. And yin yoga is a practice of sitting in a pose for anywhere between three to five, sometimes even six minutes in one single pose, which is a very, um, they're kind of like stretch-ish poses that you might do at the end of a yoga practice, something like that. You just hold them for a long time. And when I first started, it was really funny. I noticed how there, the teacher that I started with, we, we would do like, short holds and long holds. And I wasn't really sure like when we were doing one or when we were doing the other. So like sometimes she would tell us, oh, we'll only be holding this for a short period of time. Sometimes she told us we'll be holding this for a longer period of time. And I started to notice that when she said, we'll be holding this for a shorter period of time, because I knew I had less time in the, in the pose, I would effort. Right. So it's like time became constricted. So it's like, I got to get all my stuff in, in this time. So right. I'd like force myself down and like stretch, you know, more and like push and all that stuff, which is very anti-yin. Like yin is just breathe and let gravity do its thing. You just get to the state. You don't push at all. You breathe. And then with the next breath, you kind of like drop naturally. And it's just like, you keep dropping into this place. And I noticed that on the long holds, I was a lot more patient. So for me, and then that was like, last October. And I've been doing this practice almost every single day for an entire year. And it helps to rewire your brain around effort, around allowing things to just flow and be. Because in the grand scheme of things, like most people that we work with are shocked by the amount of shifts that are occurring in their lives in such a short period of time. But it's different because like when you're in it, in it, it's very difficult. Cause like when you're in something and it's very uncomfortable, what do you want? You want to get the fuck out of that. 
right? Like it's someone help me. Someone give me the formula. Tell me what book to read, what video to watch. Like just give me the meditation thing. Like whatever it is, just get me the fuck out of here. And you know, in working with us, that that's not stretching yourself, right? Like that's not allowing for the stretch to happen. You're in this situation, whatever situation you're in right now, that's making you feel uncomfortable. God, universe, whatever you're comfortable with, you've called this situation into your life for a reason, for you to be able to stretch, right? Every hardship, every challenge that you've ever gone to has made you a better, more compassionate, more well-equipped, new abilities, new mindsets. Like That's how we create these new ways, right? So when we're in it and all we want to do is like, can this be over already? 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 We're not actually focusing on what we're there to do, which is breathe (laughs) and let it go. And as soon as we get into that state of letting go, instead of like looking for the next action or trying to figure out where to run or how to make ourselves feel better, just like stay in it and expand your ability to stay in these moments that feel really uncomfortable. Cause guess what happens? You get really good at being uncomfortable. Yeah. And then the uncomfortable seems to go away. It's like, like you've increased your ability to stay in the, what most human beings consider great discomfort. You're just in it and you're like, okay, this is it. And then through that, your life lessons, your results, your, uh, output becomes so much greater because instead of running around, you can actually pause, be with that moment. And that's where new information comes in, not from when you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off. So one of our uh, new clients, this woman just messaged me the other day. I had, um, we, we, she scheduled the session, which by the way, if you guys don't know, you can schedule a session, bro. What's the website? It's talk. Yeah. So satoriprime.com forward slash talk. You can actually schedule, uh, if you've been enjoying these calls and you want to have like a more personal experience, uh, you can go there and you can actually book a 30, 40 minute session with me. Um, and, and so she did that. And after the call, she messaged me and she's like, I can't believe this, but yesterday I took two naps and did nothing and had two job opportunities show up and she's like really been, been struggling with that. So like two job opportunities and like two other things around some like financial stuff that she was dealing with and like trying to figure out all this time, like just showed up and I was like, yeah, no fucking duh. That's how this shit works. It's like, we we're just running around so much from discomfort that we don't allow for life and energy to kind of like catch up to where we're at and provide us what it is that we're, we're seeking. I think most people are, are just so tired, right? Cause like the belief is like work yourself to the bone, like all these things we say, and you just have no resource left and you're running on a pretty much nearly empty tank all the time. And then you go, well, I don't know how to listen. It's like, yeah, cause there's not even space to listen right now. Your, your system is so exhausted. I, I think I mentioned this a few times now on the podcast. Like I've had to really make a distinction this year, um, being a new father between sleep and rest. Like for me, my whole life is like, Oh, I'm sleeping. I'm resting. But the reality is like now I sleep and I'm not always rested. Um, and then there's like, you know, I, I've had to work through different parts of guilt of like not working on the business as much as I used to and things like this. And the reality is mostly things have been much easier than they've ever been before. It's like not not tinkering, 
and, and doing all those little things, you know, like a lot of times people do busy work or they start tinkering in their lives. And it's like, no, you're actually moving pieces that were supposed to be where they were. And that was the perfect experience. So like today, if I'm tired, Elon's the same thing. Like we used to guilt ourselves into just working more and like more work for me has not produced a lot, a lot more output. Are there examples of that in the world? There absolutely are. But I want to cut. This is like something that hit me. It's like most, most leaders in the world. I'm sure we could all think of one right now. Um, but <laughs> many, many, many leaders in the world uh, are cynics or what would be described as sociopathic, meaning that they actually don't experience a lot of remorse um, or emotion in general. So, or guilt, right? Like, again, I'm sure we could all think of, of a person right now that's a world leader that doesn't exude these things. And, and what I want to point out about that is they are not creating this energy within their own systems around them that's creating like a non-neutral force because it's the guilt, it's the, all those different things that we do that ultimately like disbalance the energy, so to speak, right? And look, those are the people that end up at the top. You know, most of us who are feeling sensitive, like we do feel so much of that, but because we're feeling so much of that, we're actually messing with the neutral forces of our energy fields and then these other things need to counteract. So I'm not telling you to go be a sociopath or, or not to feel. What I'm saying is recognize those feelings for what they are, their energy moving through the system, build yeah. a capacity to start feeling through them instead of building an entire story around it to try to protect yourself from what's going on because you've probably tried that so many times and you've seen that it goes fucking nowhere, right? It just yeah. like boomerangs and finds you again. It, it's like, again, it's not a coincidence, like almost exactly this time of year last year was the same exact time of year where Elon and I dealt with what's going on right now uh, energetically in our business. So I remember like for months we were kind of got ourselves a little bit worked up about it because we hadn't been in that position in, in a few years. Um, and like now I'm like, okay, I can feel all those same like juices starting to move through my system. And I'm, I'm like really dealing with that here, even on the podcast is like, you know, how am I going to look at this this time that I don't have to get coerced into moving into that and believing that I have to do something more to make myself feel comfortable again? I just get to feel through these things, get into deeper parts of my system, build more trust, decrease that importance, and just, you know, let's see what happens. Yeah. And how much easier has that – well, two things. One, like how much easier has living life from that place been? It certainly has been a lot more joyful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I didn't think that I could work less than I was working and still have a business that was growing, have clientele, um, have more opportunities. And yeah, certainly that's, that's yeah. definitely panned out. And I think it takes courage to do less and see that you're getting more. Yeah. And then the other question is like, as, as we're going through it and learning and, and allowing for this to be kind of the new normal, right? Like the new operating system that we're bringing online. Um, what was that process like of just learning to trust this and then kind of going through that process? Uh, for me, it's like, it's not trying to manage the system. I think that's really a big difference between where I used to be and where I am now. There was this constant management of I'm not supposed to be feeling this. I'm not supposed to be thinking mm. that it'd be nice if I didn't bump up right the shoulds and the woods and the coulds. Um, and today it's like, look, my system is responding the way it's responding. If there is anything that I'm consistently looking to do is to decrease, honestly, the amount of guilt I feel as I exude characteristics at times that to me are, are less than favorable, right? Like things that I, I learned to judge about myself as I 
grew up and, and things like that, that guess what are part of my programming and rear their heads at times, certainly when I'm stressed out or anxious or different things like this. And it's like the guilt keeps me in it so much longer. So today, you know, like practices like meditation or just even being rested. I, I today I see like how big of a difference is when I'm not rested. Like I might as well be on some drugs. It's like that big of a difference in, in who I am. Um, and I think those are little things we don't notice. Even if you're not a new father and you're not sleeping enough, if you're not rested, there are these little things happening in your system that are changing your mood, changing your beliefs, changing how you respond to things. And it can honestly exacerbate a lot of the things that you're dealing with instead of just saying like, hey, if I really tune in, the reality is I'm fucking tired today and I should probably rest up or not stress myself by uh, maybe drinking coffee or pushing my body too hard or maybe taking the day off from the gym or whatever it might be, doing a yin yoga practice, like something that's going to soothe and make your system feel better. Um, I'm just finding myself managing myself a lot less. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Victoria is asking, how many hours do you sleep? So um, you want to answer first? I mean, your, your schedule is obviously a lot more. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mine's a little bit wonky. And I would say, you know, I, before I answer is like, just check in where the question's coming from. If the question's coming from like, there's a right and a wrong amount to sleep. Like everyone's different. You know, science has all these things on it. Like there are times I've slept a lot more and I feel, you know, tired. I think really, again, we say a lot, a lot of times, like it's not the ener- what you're doing, like the action that you're taking, it's the quality of the energy behind it. I would offer sleep is the same. It's the quality of the sleep that you're getting. It was the quality of the energy. If you go to bed and you're stressed out of your mind and you're worried about the next day, I don't care if you've slept eight to 10 hours or 12 hours, you're going to wake up the next day and you're going to be exhausted and stressed. And it's, it's literally seeping and taking energy from you. So, you know, like that to me, if that's where that question is coming from, everybody's different. We used to have a mentor that I barely slept three hours a night. One of the most highly energetic people that I know and when I would ask her, well, how'd you sleep last night? And she would answer the perfect amount, <laughs> you know, and cause, and, and she's right. And I like that because the moment we start tabulating, oh, I got seven, they say you're supposed to get eight. It, you actually, the body goes, okay, then you didn't get enough. And it starts getting tired. And you, you actually do that to your own system by starting to count it. And it's like, look, the amount you slept is the amount you slept. You can't go back to that night and change it and sleep a different amount. So the, the best response is I slept the perfect amount. How much yeah. am I sleeping? The perfect amount for me right now at this time in my life. And look, whether it's lack of sleep or whether it's a good amount of sleep is going to pull you towards an experience and a certain you know life that is going to offer you certain lessons. So if you're sleeping a lot and you've never done that before and you're letting yourself rest, you're going to start seeing things about yourself you never saw before. If you start messing with your sleep and you're going less and you're going about your day, you're also going to learn a whole bunch of things about yourself that you've never learned before. The question is not whether you're going to start managing it and trying to change it. It's how do I work through what comes up in my system as I go through those experiences? Cause that's a human experience Yeah, and they're all valuable. So, you know, I think the, that answer, like the perfect amount is the, the perfect answer for that. Yeah. I, uh, I was going to say something similar. I think like it hasn't necessarily been the amount of sleep uh, I like to wake up early. So for me, you know, like my kids are older than guys. Um, and what I started to realize was that I was waking up with them. Like, in other words, they were, they became my alarm clock because Fanny and I, my wife, we love to sleep. And um, <laughs> we just got used to, you know, the kid waking up at this time. And so it was like, I, I felt like I was just being woken up. 
And then I remember reading, I don't even remember in what book or how it came about, but that when you wake up to someone else, like, like the screaming baby or something like that, your body naturally, instantly, uh, it goes into a flight or fight or flight response. So it's like instantly shooting your system with cortisol. And when you start your day in that state, it can kind of like be a slippery slope for the rest of the things. So I was like, okay, well, what would that look like if I wanted to make a shift and I wanted to wake up on my own terms? Like, what would that look like? The kids wake up at X. So at the time, the kids were waking up probably around like 6.30. So I was like, okay, I could wake up at 6 and like that would give me, you know, 30 minutes to kind of meditate, do, do some of my own things before they woke up. And I started doing that. It was torture. Like, like for the first, for the first three weeks, every time that alarm rang, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why? Why? And then I would just kind of like go through the motions and go through the motions. After about three weeks, you know, like your body can adjust to pretty much everything. Um, I got lucky enough where around that time we ended up flying to Israel together as a family. And when we came back, my whole shit was messed up time-wise anyway. So I was starting to wake up at like 4.30, naturally. And this time, instead of forcing myself to go back to sleep, I was like, you know what? I'm up. Like, I'm going to use this time. And that was like a huge thing for me to kind of like reset my my time. And so it had me start to go to bed a lot earlier because I was also going to bed late and trying to do this whole wake-up thing. Um, and I just, it naturally started to happen. So again, it's like, so today I wake up at five 30. Uh, my kids, I, and I wake up my kids at six 30. So that gives me basically like an hour. I'll do like anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour yin yoga slash meditation practice every single morning before I wake up my kids. And it's like sacred time for me now. Sacred. Like it, it, it's, the days that that does not happen are nowhere near as energetically beautiful as Mm -hmm. the other days. So it's like my sacred time. So now when that alarm goes off and again, like I'm, I'm walking you through, this was three years ago now, maybe even more. Uh, Now when it happens and like, especially now that it's, we're going into fall and winter here in the Northeast in the U S um, it's darker and darker. There were times when I would wake up and it was dark. I was like, Oh, it's so dark and cold. I don't want to get out of bed. Now it's like, I love when it's dark because it's like the world hasn't woken up Yeah, and it's just me. Yeah. And it's so quiet and so peaceful. And I like go in and do my own practice. And in my basement, it's like dark, dark, dark when I'm doing yin. And it's just like, I travel. It's like, like teleportation travel. And I walk upstairs and I'm just giddy. Like I'm giddy with excitement to see my kids, to start my day, to be in this like balanced state. So Victoria, to answer your question in like a long about way, it's not about the sleep, like the amount of hours for me. It's more about the quality of the sleep that I'm getting. Yeah. Um, I actually just got, I don't even, I didn't even tell you, bro, but I just bought that aura ring, um, which you can track, which you can track your sleep while you're doing that. So I'm going to like actually start to track my sleep. And then depending on like, I want to track when I do different things, 
how that affects my sleep. So a lot of people will say, cause we were in Colombia with friends and they were telling me about this. So it's like, because of that ring, they've basically stopped drinking alcohol because they've realized like what a huge impact on their sleep sure. it's making. Sure. So for example, like, you know, most people will say like, Oh, I need a glass of wine or a scotch or whatever to fall asleep. So yeah, alcohol is good at getting you to fall asleep. However, you continuously wake up in the, in the night that you're not aware of uh, because your body is like trying to flush out this poison, right? And your deep sleep and REM is basically non-existent when yeah. you drink. Yeah. So I'm curious to try this for myself because again, like there are days that, you know, I'll have like two beers, for example. I don't, I don't necessarily feel the impact of it the next day. You know, I drink a lot of water, like I take care of myself otherwise, but I'm very curious to see from like a purely metric standpoint, how it's affecting me. Yeah, I'm sure you will see a difference. I mean, I, I think it's really impressive to wake up and I, I believe it's more natural, right? Like our sleep cycles should follow the sun. Yeah. So in the wintertime, humans would be getting more sleep and like waking up at the front end of dawn basically is for me, always feel the most in alignment. If I wake up like right before the sun starts coming up, I'm always like, <sighs> feel so good. Yeah. But if you wake up when the sun's up, you're like, oh, oh I got to get things done, right? Like right away, there's like a different response. And same thing, like I used to go to bed between, you know, midnight and one. When I met Mandy, we started going to bed a bit earlier. Now it's like, if I'm not laying in bed by like 8.39, I'm like, all right, what am I doing with myself here? Like, <laughs> I got to get to bed soon. And I like reading. I, I, I like that. I like a slow wind down and a slow wind up. I used to like wake up and to get into my day. And those days are just, it's just never the same. You're not, not feeling that alignment. So I think like, again, we all do get these little clues, but because of the way that we've, life has been organized certainly in like working societies like the United States. Um, there's all these like have to's like I have to this and I have to that. And it makes life very unfriendly. Uh, I certainly see that again with like new parents and I it's Mandy and I are both home all the time. Uh, we work from home. We're with our kid all the time. And I, and it like breaks my heart now to think about really what, what both parents are forced to do when they got to go back to work. Um, and like these like very difficult choices that people end up having to make that are just so out of alignment with human nature. Um, and, and, you know, what, what child rearing to me, uh, could be about. And, and, you know, then it's like no surprise that kids are dealing with like mental, emotional, physical issues when it's like, you need your parents, you know? So I feel like it's kind of the same thing. Like if we just inquire into, you know, if all you got out of this whole talk is like, how do I tune more into what's important to me. Oh, and then yeah, if you, yeah. what and feels if you, good for me, yeah, what feels good for me. And if you have, you know, the typical eight to 10 hour work day or whatever it might be, you know, like then I'm telling you right now, going home and in, investing binge watching a Netflix show is what's the time that you couldn't be investing in creating more alignment in your life, whether that's relaxing or reading or doing things that are good for you, that ultimately would pull you out of the situation with the work situation to get you into more alignment around what it is that you're doing in your life that's important to you and that is in alignment with who you are and what you care about on this planet, which is really the kind of the reality that most that, that I think many people can be moving into, especially the more automation we start seeing and you know these like nine to five jobs that no one's going to need, like 50% of this workforce is going to need to be doing something else with their time in a very short span of time. So it's like, if you're not asking those questions now and you intend to be on this planet for another 10, 20, 30 years, um, these are the things that I would be asking myself today. Yeah. Sure. 
So again, like Victoria, to, to answer your, to bring that back, it's like, I think anytime we're looking for the answer or we're looking for someone else to tell us, you know, what should I do or what's best? I, I say play outside of that box. I know there's like a self-help movement based on that. It's like, here's the diet that works. And then like everyone goes, does paleo. And then they figure out like, paleo is not right for me. And it's completely fucked my system. And then everyone's like, oh no, it wasn't paleo. Let's all do keto. And everyone does keto. And then like all the, right. It's like. By the, by the way, keto, not, keto is uh, Atkins 20 years later. <laughs> yeah. If you're not in tune with your own body, because that's, going to always give you the best response. Always. It's like, is this good for me? Yes or no? No. Great. Don't do that thing. Or like track and try and say like, okay, I did this. It didn't feel good. For example, like right now, and, and I do this all the time, like I will continuously try different, implementing different things, right? So uh, I was reading this great book. Uh, and one of the things that I really was was kind of new to me, I mean, not new, but like like, oh, wow, I didn't realize that people were doing this that often, is electrolytes and water. Like, I drink a ton of water. I drink 100, on average, like 150 to 180 ounces of water per day, which a is lot. a lot of water. Yeah. Um, and I like it, you know, like certain, and, and I've, I've done times where I've drank less and I haven't felt good. So like, I'm like, my body just likes water. You know, certain people are like, oh, it's too much water. I'm like, for me, it's great, right? It feels good. And then now adding these electrolytes into the water. So I know like for the next 30 days, I'm not going to add anything else into my regimen. This is the only thing I'm going to add. And I'm going to see over the next 30 days, like, how's my body responding? Does it like it? Does it not like it? I look for what's happening in my stomach. I look for how it's affecting my sleep, how it's affecting my body, how it's affecting my um, joints, things like that, just to see is this actually useful for me or not? And then I, I judge it that way. Like I don't need a book or a guru or anybody to tell me like, this is what you need to do because every single human body is completely different. Sure. Well, in the same vein, I actually didn't share this with you um, yet, but with the electrolytes is something that Elon kind of, we talked about when we were in Mexico uh, a few weeks ago. And again, it's just one of those things when he said, I'm like, that feels true. I'm going to try that. And so Mandy and my, I have been consistently drinking water at home with some kind of electrolytes, which usually includes like some kind of sea minerals and um, uh, sodium, potassium and uh, magnesium. Right. And it might have some other stuff in there, but that's like the, some other stuff, the, the foundation of it basically. So again, just drinking a lot more of that. So uh, I'm 36 years old. And what I've, what I've learned as I get older is that my focus is less on movement and working out. Elon and I are again, you know, in pretty, pretty good shape. Elon just posted an obscene picture of his abs the other day uh, <laughs> on Facebook. He looks, and he looks amazing. Right. Um, and, and like, I've been because of like being exhausted and stuff like that, like I haven't been to the gym as much recovery has been off. So again, like, I'm like, okay, like water, I could see how that could help offset some of those things, help with detox. And so I, my wife calls me like the, um, pl like the placebo junkie, like placebos work on me and, and it's not really a knock to me. I'm like, that's a gift. You know, if you if you could take something and feel immediately better from it. Awesome. But, um, last week I think I went to the gym five times in the week, which back I to back to back to back or, uh, I think four days were back to back, maybe the, and the fifth day we went hiking. 
Wow. And on the fifth day that we went hiking was the first time I wore a backpack with Jaden inside of it. So Jaden plus, plus backpack is like 30 pounds on your back. And it's like, and then it's like moving weight, right? It's not like the steady weight. So, and we did uh, like switchbacks up and down for almost four miles. <clears throat> and when I got off the trail, we went to go have lunch and my legs were like jello. My hips were jello. My legs were jello. And I'm like, okay, tomorrow is going to be one of these days where I sit down on the toilet and it's going to be just painful, not because of what's coming out, but because just sitting down is, toilet. It is painful. <clears throat> and I woke up the next morning and went to the gym and did like jump ropes relentlessly, like best wow. jump ropes I've ever done, like Rocky style jump ropes, like, you know, like really hitting it hard. And I came home and I was like, and it hadn't even dawned on me that I wasn't sore from the day before. So that was like day six. And today is the next day. And I can tell you, I feel great. And I'm going to the gym again. Wow. So, yeah. Like I'm, I just feel great. My energy's up. My mood is up, like all that stuff. So it's been, it's been so revolutionary. The man and I were sitting around yesterday. That's awesome. like, we, we want to actually like formulate our own and maybe create like a Satori prime brand. Cause it's something I can really get behind where like, whether you're a mother who's breastfeeding your child or you're lacking sleep or you want it from a health perspective, uh, I think, you know, hydration is something that's often overlooked. Sleep and hydration to me are like the two basic thing is if someone's not 100%. doing it, you're, you're struggling, right? So um, whatever you can do to help yourself. And that's been a, a, a huge switch. So I'm like, so grateful for that. But again, like that, that's how most things happen. It's like someone says something and your body's like, yep, I want that thing. And before I'd heard that, like, and I was like, kind of stupid. I'm like, how yeah. stupid did they think we are? Like drink some fucking water. You're hydrating yourself. Same. Uh, but you know, when I started looking at it, I'm like, yeah, look, those, those are the things that our body requires to regenerate, to move things out. So, you know, before, when we started this, I said, what, what happens after the fact, which is another way of saying like, how's the recovery going? And if the recovery process to me is long from anything, whether it's a relationship or anything else, like something was really out of alignment because it's taking you a long time to find balance again within your system, whether it's physical, emotional, or mental. And I think that's true for everything, right? So uh, like to me, uh, there's a really beautiful movie right now on Netflix that I really recommend everyone watch, Game Changers. And there's a woman there who is, uh, I don't remember what that's called, like speed biking, you know, where they race around. Yes. And she's the most winningest uh, athlete in the history of it. And, and her last Olympics, she was almost 40 years old. Wow. I made the Olympic team on this bike and was out biking her people. And she said, cause it's not at the end of the day, it's all about recovery. Whoever can put in more work is going to be in better shape and is going to be able to get around. Mm. She's like, it's all about recovery. So I think that that holds true in, at, no matter what area you move that into. It's like, what's the recovery period that, that to me is a really logical way of looking at, am I in alignment with what I'm doing? Yeah. So it just to, to wrap it up with this, like, here's what's interesting if you're running around, like say there's actions that you're taking in your life and you're just running around, running around, running around. So like at the end of the day, you're just running yourself ragged. You're like fucking exhausted. You fall into bed. You're like exhausted. You wake up, you're exhausted. You go do it again. It's like you're running around, you're running ragged, running ragged. Like how good, how in tune are you? You're not. You're always operating at like 60% of what you're capable of because you're just running around. Whereas here we have a completely different way to look at things where it's like we allow our systems to get into a state of well-being and peace. And from that state and that state only, we choose what one action we're going to take. And then that's how we play life. So 
if you're looking for ways to eliminate a lot of the unnecessary actions, find the ones that you can do the one and have massive results in your life. And I highly recommend like reach out to us, just go to satoriprime.com forward slash talk, book a session, like have a personal experience with us, come on to our live Q and A's, like interact with the kind of coaching that we do. We're very different than, you know, like the mindset type gurus out there. Um, our stuff is not formulaic. So obviously you've been listening to our podcast for a while. If you're listening to this or been on our lives, like, you know, that it's not, it's not that kind of coaching. So if you're digging this and you want to take it a step further, that would be your next step. Just head over to storyprime.com forward slash talk, book yourself a session. And yeah, I'd love to, uh, to share a little bit more of this with you on a personal level. Beautiful. Yeah, and I think that last part, you know, just reiterating, um, it's like when, when the system is relaxed, it's easier to tune in. So it's like whatever practices you get to put into place to wind down your sister, uh, your sister, wind down your system and relax your, yourself, you're going to find it so much easier to listen to it. But again, just like watch those things. And if you have choices coming up in your life in any area of life that's important to you, the first thing is, again, like decrease the attachment, decrease the importance, relax the system, and then ask the question when you feel when you're just in that much more tender state. And I think you're going to find then it's easy because if you ask the question, you start feeling stress in the system, you know that that's not something you want to move into. But if you're already in a high heightened state of stress and you ask the question, it's hard to notice. Am I more stressed out than I just was a second ago? Because it might not be a big shift, but that's how you know. And I think those little things like the body to me never lies. Always yeah. Know. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. Hope you found this valuable. Uh, let us know how we can support you and what you're up to in life. And uh, we'll see you soon. Have an amazing day, everyone. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Hey, hey, before you go, I just wanted to remind you to go lock in your $9 per month for life offer to join our collective. I promise if you like this podcast, you will absolutely love what we're sharing inside of the collective. Again, just head to satoriprime.com forward slash collective and you can lock that price in. These are the same tools that we share with our personal one-on-one clients and those guys pay us tens of thousands of dollars to work with us. You can have them for just $9 a month. Again, satoriprime.com forward slash the collective. And as always, we'd love to hear your honest reviews of our show. So if you head to iTunes and leave us a review right now, you could actually be next week's lucky winner. And lastly, if you do want to connect with Guy and I, head to Facebook right now, join our personal development without the fluff private group, ask for permission. There's a ton of amazing exclusive content there as well. And you get to communicate and interact with Guy and I on an ongoing basis. So as always, thank you for your trust, your loyalty, and your listening. We do not take it for granted. We really, really appreciate it. We love you and we'll see you next time.